Oh, it is recording, isn't it? Hello and welcome to Fitness Unfiltered. It is I, Dan, and I'm joined by the usual bunch today, but we are extremely excited to be joined by a very special guest. But before we invite them on, Mike, how are you? I am fine. Em? I'm also fine, thank you. Okay, and the reason why we're excited to have this guest on is because, well, I'll say it openly, I was 100% certain you would say no. Firstly, so welcome, Ben Hass. Thank you for joining us. Hi. Why did you think I'd say no? I don't know because I, I pretty much cold called your inbox. Is it because of the previous guests you've had on? Ooh. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I, oh wait, right. Delve. I, I going to be fun. Yeah, I want to delve into this. Ten seconds in. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. What, what were we calling this one? You actually came up with the name of this podcast. Hey. Consent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Simple consent. No, I was just wondering because you said I was shot. I thought I, I, I don't know. I assumed that's what you meant. I guess I reckon the reason I thought that you might not want to do it is because I kind of like I um, like from following you. I'm not sure. Like I feel like you're quite enigmatic. And you're quite like you put out a lot of satire, like you, you're really kind of humorous and stuff with your um, with your content and you're quite like spicy. It's always quite biting. And I never am quite sure like what the like what the whole like what the basis is, like where actually you sit on the continuum of actual like views and opinions and stuff like that, because a lot of it is like satirical but with that sort of backbite as well. And I'm like, oh, this is, I can't tell if this is like, if this post, for example, is like taking the mick out of fitness or taking the mick out of influencers or taking the mick out of all sorts of isms and things like that. Like it's kind of, it's almost, um, it's just, it's quite enigmatic and it's enjoyable in that way. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I kind of feel like you're also quite mysterious as well. And so I always think that mysterious people might not want to, like go on a podcast and actually kind of talk the like serious talk. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is that's the best answer possible. No. I'm <laughs> wrong. I think when I think when people think I'm mysterious, it's genuinely just because they can't be bothered or I've just got a lot going on. It's not about mystery, it's just about being quite busy and thinking actually this is actually kind of fucking boring me at the moment, social media. Um, it's not really me being mysterious. Oh, I wish I was mysterious. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, but that's, that's the refreshing thing, I think, because I really enjoy the satire and I, I like that people, and I suppose it's almost like uh, I'd compare it to stand up comedy in a way, in that it, it dances on that line of is she taking the piss? Isn't she taking the piss? Like people will question where you stand on certain things, but. You, you have an element of transparency on there, but what I really like about your, your platform is that you have this reach, but then you have your opinions on certain things, but also you use that reach to elevate people that maybe aren't as better positioned to be vocal about certain things that they're definitely more informed about, which I think is quite refreshing on social media because everyone likes to cast their opinions on things, but no one necessarily wants to maybe raise those voices up that are better positioned to talk about certain issues. I think a lot of people want to raise their voices and things. I think a lot of people just want to talk very, very loudly. It's, I think a lot of people just like the sounds of them. It's not with the intention of raising 
other people's voices. It's not with the intention of helping those who need it most. It's just because I like my voice. I like my ego. How can this boost my following? I think that's the difference. And at the moment, there's like this influx of a lot of, oh, look at this person who's speaking so this person is so you know so out there and will give out all their opinions without giving a fuck um but really do they not give a fuck or are they just meeting what they know is extremely palatable what people what they know most people are gonna love and what is actually gonna boost their own profile there's a real there's a real big difference between talking the talk for the sake of yourself or talking the talk and actually thinking, you know what, I might lose a few followers about this and I don't actually care because the people who need it most um, will appreciate it more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and then there's the people who sit on the fence who are very much like, it is a really nice company place to sit on the fence because you're kind of like oh i want to keep you guys happy i want to keep the the bikini competitors happy who are all about aesthetics i am going to get in with the spiritual yogis who are all about you know mind body you know this is all about you know what your body can do but also who look the part obviously who are thin white and in all the yoga poses obviously because you don't get anywhere unless you're there and then they also want to get in with the non-diet crowd so they're kind of like, you can, you know, ha, 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 you can do all, you can do, well, you can't do all. And you definitely can't just sit on the fence. I think that's, re- I think that's really, really obvious when people are doing that. Yeah. Those are the people, those are the people who in social media terms do very well. They do grow because they're never upsetting anyone that much. Mm. Yeah. Do you think people don't people follow people like one of the reasons I follow you is because I like I like your opinions and I don't agree with all of them but I like that and a lot of people will surround themselves with people that agree with the same things but I like being like I'm like oh I'm not sure I agree with that but why don't I agree with it but I think I think that I, I agree with that and I'm like you as well but also Emma, I think there comes a time where there may be that post where you think, fuck this fucking shit, unfollow. And that, and it's like, which post did that? What was it? Which one was it that did that? And for the, fe- <laughs> Mike's laughing. And for the females, it's usually the ones that are all like, oh my God, you're just so not a feminist. Oh my God, how are you dragging other women down? I'm like, oh, I'm like I don't have time for this shit. So there's, so, so with the women, it's usually that. With the men, it's usually, with, with male PTs, sorry, sorry guys. With the male PTs, it's usually stuff like the, um, it's not even like the men are trash stuff. I think, I, I hope by now I've got rid of most of those who have a problem with that. <laughs> they went a long time ago. But I think I think a lot of, no, I'm not gonna get into that now. No, Sorry. go for it. No. Oh, let's go there. No. Well, I think I think there is a, this is, we're, so, we're so going off the point here, but I think there are a lot of people who, men, there are, it is a lot of men. I'm not going to lie, guys. It is a lot of men. It's right. I don't feel like this is a personal attack and I don't feel I need to apologise because largely I agree with a lot of things. It is a lot of men. You'll probably say. They'll take a statement, for example. Someone will put out a statement like, oh, um, 
diets don't work. And they'll be like, oh my God, look at this person. Diets don't work. Oh my fucking God. Look how stupid this person. Oh, you call yourself a PT? <laughs> you, you are fucking stupid. Like this person saying calories in, calories out. It's like, no, no, no. No one said that. No, they take something out of context and they're, and they're very much like it's, unless you must not be able to work with your clients, you must be kind of lazy yourself if you can't get people into shape. They kind of see it as, oh, you're just jumping on a bandwagon and you're like all a part of this non-diet crowd because you don't know how to change people's bodies. You're too lazy yourself to change your body. I'm like, mate, it's actually a lot easier to, to post a picture of your body and gain the followers than it is to kind of tell people, actually, maybe there's another reason why you should exercise. Maybe, like talking about injury prevention is a lot less sexy. Mm. Yeah, it's people. really interesting. Oh, that, that... So when a PT, sorry, sometimes male kind of comes up and goes, oh, you're just jumping on the bandwagon. I'm like, what, what the fuck are you on? Because this is a lot harder. Mm. But, and, you, and it's the same PTs who get up and get all angry when women are posting pictures of their bodies. Yeah. So like, oh, look at this person just using their body. So which, what don't, so, so you just don't like women then? Would you agree that Wait. partly some of that is the nature of social media anyway, not to condone it, but men, men and women are as guilty of that. And also um, some people are just like, you can probably see it. I, I know certainly when I see certain stuff, it is people are, jumping on a bandwagon to elevate their status and joining on something that's on trend. And you can see the very much the difference between those people that passionately believe in the message they're promoting as well. I mean, a lot of it is, it, it, a lot of it is jumping on the bandwagon and you can really, really tell. Um, I have no problem with people changing their minds. You can see that a lot, but sometimes when it's literally like you were literally doing, you were literally counting macros. How do you go from doing that one, literally one week and then suddenly you're an, you're an intuitive eater dieter the next that that is a bit extreme i did what? that no you did not i did i did i, I did an intuitive an intuitive eating experiment um but I, it didn't go very well for me unfortunately but it was um it was really interesting because like like i i do i i am really interested in what you're saying because i'm definitely someone who has gradually and obviously not overnight but i have definitely changed my mind about dieting and it's really interesting to hear because when i first started being more vocal on social media is because I was kind of using social media as a bit of an accountability tool, like for my own lifestyle change. And I, so I, I, you know, I lost a load of weight and I was very like, weight loss is great. Weight loss is really positive. You know, I remember, um, I remember being um, like at, at someone's birthday drinks and speaking to, um, to Laura Thomas, PhD of, of like intuitive eating and stuff. And I was like, I said some, something came up about Transformation Tuesday. And I was like, oh my God, what's wrong with Transformation Tuesday? I love Transformation Tuesday. And she was like, I can't tell if you're trolling me right now. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, tell me, like, because I I don't, I, I haven't seen any, like any disadvantages of it at all. And she was like, look, don't, you know, don't you think? Yeah, but it was explained in a really positive way. Cause she said like, do you recognize that there could potentially be something problematic in the idea of you showcasing this incredible thing that you that you've supposedly achieved but looking at on what you were before as something you know to re, to be really happy that you are no longer 
how do you think that might make feel, people feel about um about you know how about if they identify more with that before picture yeah and it was a bit of a kind of light bulb moment for me because i was a bit like i had genuinely never had anybody explain it to me in those terms before so you know i was i was merrily going around and if anybody would go ugh, boring transformation tuesday it's so problematic but they wouldn't necessarily explain to me why. This was the first time someone had gone, this is why it's a problem. And I'd gone, huh, okay, I get it now. And I and I get that, you know, there's a lot of nuance behind it. And I, I wouldn't say that I am now against it. I still sometimes post Transformation Tuesday, but I, I put a lot of nuance into the, into the captions and, you know, what I discuss about what a transformation is and all that kind of stuff. But I never would have had the chance for that education if I had if I hadn't learned it from someone in real life. If I'd only been going around following people on social media and seeing people just be argumentative about it without actually backing it up with any substance like people do in real life. And I think I don't know. I mean, I, I think that there's a big problem with people in general. But there's also a big problem with the way that we communicate on social media. Like people are very rarely willing to engage in any kind of meaningful conversation with someone that disagrees with them. They're more likely to press an unfollow button. And quite rightly, like I don't expect people to, you know, I, I'm not going to go on people's posts and go, oh, by the way, this is wrong because X, Y and Z. I don't do that either. <laughs> exactly. Because you also don't know what you're going to get back from those people as well. I, it just, I just think it's like, it's quite a toxic environment for discussion, I think. It's, it's a great environment for argument and controversy and echo chambers, but I think it's tough to educate. I've, I've found it that it's tough to educate people. You get applause from the people that already agree with you and you get unfollows or um, anger from the people that don't agree with you. You also, depending on the size of your platform, you are also more obviously more likely to get applause just because of the size of your platform, yeah. which is really depressing. Yeah. So if someone with a huge following posts something, they are unfortunately in control. So if they decide that something, something they disagree with something, God forbid it's it's me or someone with a smaller account, I'm fucked, right? Just just literally, you just know you're gonna absolutely get attacked for the next couple of days. Like that happened, that's, that's happened to me before. Don't know if it's happened to you guys before, but it's probably also a reason why I probably don't post as much as I used to. I would say in the last couple of years, mm. I, do, I just, I'm not on social media as much. And I think it goes back to what Mike just said, because I realized I can't be bothered to discuss. And if I can't be bothered to discuss, and that, that is that is and I never really realized this until you guys mentioned it and you said that you just post something quite spicy quite spicy and quite sarky and then you kind of fuck off for a bit and that's why I think it is because I've reached that point where I'm like actually Ben if you're not going to be willing to discuss why are you posting maybe this isn't your thing maybe social media isn't for you maybe you should focus on the outside world because in the outside world I'll have any conversation with anyone but I would never now, I have no time or any desire to sit back and write a full out response to people. And that's, you can't do that, I don't think. I don't think it's right for me to post things and then just not respond to people, which is probably mm. why I don't engage as much on social media anymore. Well, I think that's fair enough. You know, something, if you don't mind me mentioning, Ben, is you're quite open about in terms of boundaries and protecting your own mental health and 
you know, I know that's of interest to you. Is, is that something that you, in terms I of, say of that, pillars? I say that and still I get that guilt when I don't respond, right? So I say yeah. that and still I feel like, oh God, like this part, like, I, 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 want, I want to come back to this person and just be like, oh, I hope you're okay. I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're like when someone, someone says, thank you for that post. I want to be like, oh, I hope you're all right. Or when someone, because people do cross that boundary. They do kind of pile on that shit and be like, oh yeah, I've had a really bad day. I had this, this happen. I've had like, and I'm like, oh my God, like, oh, I feel like you feel like you have to be there because what if something happens? Mm-hmm. So I can, I can preach boundaries, but I also have this, I do, I do have this need to help people as well. Yeah, I think that's a good quality. I think that's an okay quality to have. <laughs> and it's not always, it's not, it's, it's rarely publicly. It's usually in the DMs and things. But openly when people, which is interesting again, because if you came to me about that transformation Tuesday, I'd be like, the back of my mind, I'm thinking, surely you know. Yeah. Surely you get why. So if someone said to me, why is this problematic? I'd think, surely by now you know and it's stupid because people still don't know we assume that people live in the bubble that we live in whereas people still don't understand so now when i post something in terms of if i post something make like mocking thin women who are you know changing their shape of bodies to make them look not as thin or like slouching over to make themselves look not as good and I get a whole load of DMs about, oh my God, eating disorders. I'm really upset. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, we've been through this a lot. I have been through this for the last five years. I am not going to respond. And this person may be a new follower. Yeah. And they're probably thinking what an absolute dick this girl is. She doesn't give a fuck. She knows nothing about eating disorders. And I'm like, I really promise you, I get it. I know where you're coming from but I just do not have an ounce of energy left to go through this again. I think that's, it's tough, that's isn't it? Because social media. Yeah. Cause, cause we often think, and, and again, like I completely understand where you're coming from with that, with saying, well, surely you must know, because even when a lot of the stuff that you're talking about, about that, we, I think we almost grow with our echo chambers and you almost feel like there's, there are these stages of fitness enlightenment, I think, whereby, you know, you start off and you just want to lose weight or change your body shape or whatever. And then you might do that or fail at it or do it and then fail at it and do it again or whatever. And then you either get stuck in that cycle or you sort of come out the other side and start learning a little bit more about it and about the longevity of it and what the issues are with it and all of those sorts of things. And then you become this sort of slightly more, I hesitate to use the word enlightened because it's just a bit you know, it's a bit sort of taking itself slightly too seriously. But what I mean is you kind of just understand a bit more nuance about what is going on and why it's going on. Um, And then you assume that everybody else has been on that journey with you and has grown with you. Whereas it's just the people that you're with who have grown together because you're all sharing this information with each other. Whereas there's all these other people who were just in that phase from before as well. Like someone told me today that they, that they just started drinking bulletproof coffee and I was like how is that still happening like yeah, you know. no, yeah no. it's like when I someone someone tweeted the other week about oh my god I just found out that people were putting courgette in their oats and I was like wait hang on a minute this is kind of cute this is actually yeah. adorable that you've just <laughs> found that out um so but- I think um sorry just before we move on from that like I think it, it would still be really useful for our audience to discuss the pros and cons of transformation Tuesdays because there are there are pros and I mean I work with 
really like my the majority of my client base is women who are quite new to the fitness industry as what we would term like our echo chamber probably but who have done slimming world weight watchers herbalife done every fad diet ever and have failed every or they feel like they failed every single one the diets obviously failed them but now they're coming into this and they will see transformations and think it's really motivating and I understand there are negatives towards that and there are positives but it also creates this like if they've got in their head I'm always going to look like that they've got this fixed mindset but they see that someone has had this huge amazing transformation and they're like I can do that so there's a positive there and then on the other side you've got with these girls which you know I, I obviously don't agree with but skinny girls who are sitting down and showing they've got roles now there is a benefit to that because other skinny girls who look the same who are obsessed with looking like this girl which they already look like don't realize because you always see yourself in the worst light like you always see yourself you're like you're looking down and you can see your roles you're like so and so doesn't have that and then they're like oh yeah actually I do but I also look like this when I pose like there are pros to both of these things. And I think it's very easy from like, cause I'm just thinking if one of my clients was listening to this, they'd be like, I still don't understand what the negative is with transformation Tuesday, for example. Okay. And, talk- and do you think that the negative completely outweighs? I do. Positives? Okay. I, I do think the negatives outweigh the positives. Um, I am all for people having my biggest, my biggest issue with this is I hate people, and I've had this with my own clients, feeling guilty for having aesthetic goals. That is totally not what I'm about. Um, if you want aesthetic goals, absolutely do not. Like, who am I to judge when I have never been in a larger body? And some may argue that even if I, even if you're not in a larger body, who you, who are you to judge anyway? If someone just wants to feel better about themselves at the end of the day we live in a world where people unfortunately get further in life based on how they look why wouldn't you want an easier life there is that argument why wouldn't people women especially why would why wouldn't women want an easier life if you know that by having plastic surgery you can have a better life by getting fillers you're going to be more liked by losing weight you're probably going to get 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 that job get that guy who's got the dog, the money, the house, the whatever. There are those arguments. So I completely get that. And that's why I don't judge. Why shouldn't you have, you have one life. Why shouldn't you make it an easy life? But the problem, so so where the transformation photos can be a problem, there's so many parts to this. It's reducing your journey to a photo. It's reducing a lot of fitness. Fitness has so much more than just that visual also when you get to that second photo it never stops there that second photo the one on the what we're going to say the right the right the right photo it never stops there you are never satisfied with that photo no one ever gets to a point and goes yep i'm done now this is great they just don't do that they want more they want more and then and then at what point does that become a real problem? Because usually it does become a problem. Another thing, your before is someone else's dream. 
that's a huge thing. And I know mm. a lot of people will sit here and be like, that's not my problem. Well, maybe it should be a problem. Maybe you should, maybe you should care about someone else apart. Who from wants that. to upset people? Like who, this like, is what I say, like who wants to be? On social media who are kind mm. of like, well, that's not my issue. That's not, and I'm just thinking, but why would you want to be a dick? If you are in this industry wanting to help people, why would you want to make some of those people who could be looking to get into health and fitness feel worse about that? Uh, do you know what? I agree with yeah. you in terms of like the, the message at the root cause there. And that is a problem. Totally agree. I think probably in some instances it's giving people too much credit. It's just that they don't think. It's not almost they put that stuff out maliciously because I'm 100% with you. And I think um, a lot of the issue is it's problematic messaging and it's the before and after is no one talks about the stuff that led to that or the, as you said, all the other healthful behaviours. You know, yeah, but the thing is, I don't agree with that. I think they do. I think people do talk about that. I put up loads of transformations of clients. I never put it up on its yeah, own with no context. Echo, and I'm not, I'm not the only echo person. Chamber, though? Uh, no, I think that's more and more and more common. Realistically, Instagram is a picture app, right? So you're going to see the pictures. But there's non-scale victories. But like, do you get any reach when you write a paragraph? Not really. Mm. Like, the, and I think the pictures are, I think for a lot of people, they're encouraging. And I get, I completely understand. From one side, you might be like, oh my God, that person's before is like, what I is my after? But equally, you'll get people that are like, that's so motivating that they've been able to do that. And I think it depends on the mindset you're coming at it from. I think like, I know if, if I see someone who's, <clears throat> who's had an amazing transformation, I would see that as motivating. And I get that some people would see that as demotivating, but it completely depends on your mindset. And I think to assume that everyone has that sort of negativity mindset and is like, I actually think comparison can be a hugely motivating thing. And inevitably, we all compare ourselves to other people. Like, there's no way around that. But you can do it from a from a, a positive way, like, oh, that's so motivating. Or you can do it from a like a negative way, like, oh, their before photo is what I want to look like. Okay, well, it's not what they wanted to look like. Like, your goals aren't the same. And even if your goals aren't the same, it doesn't mean you can't be inspired by someone else. Yeah, you know, I get as well with the social media use, there's a certain, certain amount of responsibility as well. So if that is problematic for you and it is triggering, then that's a key indicator of stuff you just need to cut out as well. Because we, unfortunately, we can't filter what everyone else puts out. The same as we, I guess, we can't account for everything everyone else is experiencing. I know we've had discussions on this, is that sometimes um, you can, there's lots on social media where people are deciding about how others should experience things when everyone else's experience is their own. Yeah. And I think that's exactly it. And I think like we have to, as individuals, be more of curators of our own social media. If you know that Transformation Tuesdays really trigger you, don't follow the hashtag. Don't follow anyone that's putting them up. Like accept that within yourself or say that I don't like comparing myself to that, so I'm not going to look at it. But if you know that that's really motivating for you, I didn't see the massive harm in that. I think there's a place for it. We also have, so we all, with the transformations, we also have the problem where people assume that a certain type of program is also going to make them look a certain type of way. And they're going to, they're going to have, they're going to get exactly the same kind of, not they're going to look exactly the same, not that they're going to look the exact same, but they're going to look, they're going to have that kind of result. They're going to lose that many kilos and that 
that much weight. And that that is also a problem. So in terms of comparison, that's where it can get wrong as well. And that's that's also for influencers who throw out their guides, who throw out their plans, who are like, oh, this is my work, this is what I'm doing for my workout. Well, that's that's a lovely workout you're doing. And I'm I am all about people moving, doing whatever they love for the love of it, but also I also am into truth and fucking science. So if you are, I love, I, good for them for doing their home workouts and stuff, but come on, babe, you did not get that body by doing five squat jumps in your living room. Never happened. Never fucking happened. And it is fine to do that. Like, I'm not saying that, but you can't be lying to your audience, right? Yeah. Like, this. are they? Do you think there's an element of self-deception there, though? There, well, there's, well, there yeah, like, I don't that. think there's not like, they're, they're like, not, they're not opening like, up, but that's, and that is, that is for the consumer to know that themselves and just use their switch on their brains and be like, actually, I'm not gonna, I'm not, if I purchase this plan, I'm not going to look like that. Yeah. I think, I think that there's like, like it, it always really interests me because I've often, you know, having done a transformation myself, I've often seen a lot of other people's transformations and it's, it's really interesting actually because somebody that I know had this transformation and, and his before picture was like he was just really, really overweight and then he shredded down and he was jacked. But the history was he'd been training for like 15 years and, you know, built loads of muscle and, and had, you know, was in really great shape his whole life and then had, you know, not trained for a little bit and had lost some muscle size and had put on some body fat. So his starting point, while that starting point might have looked very similar to my starting point, for example, it was nothing like my starting point. So it was, but because I knew that person personally, we'd had that conversation and it was always, you know, it was very transparent and very obvious what had happened. Yeah. And it was interesting because when he posted that transformation, I remember everyone being like, you're on steroids, you're on steroids, you're on steroids. And actually he wasn't, but there was a lot more story to it. And I, and I think that like my personal feeling is that it is the nuance that that is that is lost in it, but it is also related, I think, to to your audience. Like I remember after I had this conversation about Transformation Tuesdays, I put up a post that was a repost of um, of like a it was a it was a like a originally um, like a body positivity type post, and it was a discussion about transformations and, and what they were about. And I reposted it, and I was like, I'm really interested to hear what people's opinions are on this. Like. I've obviously posted a lot of Transformation Tuesdays. How have you honestly felt about that? How has, you know, what's, what are your opinions? Do you think it's something positive to do? Do you think it's something negative to do? And I was surprised actually, because quite a few people did message me and go, I'm so glad that you're talking about this because as much as I'd like not to admit it, when you post the transformation pictures, it makes me feel a little bit triggered and I don't really know why. And I think this is because I am in, you know, I'm, I'm aiming for that before picture. I'm not, you know, I, this is where I'm at, but an overwhelming majority of people were like, please don't stop posting them. I find them really inspirational, this, that, and the other. And, and it then becomes really difficult because you think like, do you want to stop? And I don't mean this about myself because I don't honestly believe that my transformation pictures have, have helped a lot of people, but I, I think it's more so for, for stuff like coaches. Should you be stopping yourself from causing discomfort to 10 people out of a hundred 
by stopping helping 90 people out of 100? Like, how do you balance harm versus help with within your audience? Does it make you happy when you post it? Do you still feel proud? That's a very good question. I, 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 I genuinely, genuinely think it comes down to that. Yeah. But it, so on a, like, no offense, Mike, but because you're not selling coaching, like yeah. it, it doesn't really matter. Okay. Yeah, but say exactly. I'm posting up transformations and it means that I can get more people in my coaching program. Now, whether or not like that, well, obviously they're motivated by that or they probably wouldn't join. And whether that's like a negative form of motivation, which I would hope it, it isn't or not, I'm still able to get them in my coaching program. And I know that the education and the service I deliver will benefit them and will make them feel better. And it isn't about how they look at all. It's all about how they feel. But I think this, like this happens with a lot of personal trainers. And I know it's something Dan and I have spoken about because Dan is so careful with what he puts out on social media. He doesn't want to upset anyone. He doesn't want to like have any negative impacts of these transformations and putting yeah. up anything that would, would negatively affect someone. Yet it's meaning that less people like pay for his service and he helps less people because of it. Yeah, okay. can I, what, how I would frame that is it's not so much about upsetting people it's more my personal ethos and I am conscious of that. So it's not necessarily upsetting people, but certainly I think the message I want to communicate and the message I would like to do better is just that it's not aesthetics is sometimes a byproduct. Actually, everyone I work with hasn't got aesthetic goals, but if I can reframe some of how they're working and making more focused on performance and just, you know, appreciating the ability of their body to move and to how eating a little bit better makes them function and perform I'd much rather communicate some of that and that is sometimes reflected in aesthetics but there is lots of aesthetics only out there that's what I don't really want to be part of and I know and, and I you, you sorry I think it comes down to that what yeah. you genuinely want to be part of and what you don't and and the only time it's going to be a problem for you and your own social media and the only time the time when social media gives you anxiety is when you're posting something you don't feel comfortable with yeah right? absolutely like if, if the transformation photo if you're think if you're on the fence and you're not nervous that's going to ruin your day right mm. and it's not worth it but if you deep down know actually this this motivates most of my audience this is how i do my business mm. but can i ask a question could you possibly just poke could would it work to either of you, Dan, Dan and Emma, would it work? Let's say, Dan, you want to continue building your your business. Would it work if you posted photos of their afters and that's it? Why why couldn't that be a possibility? Just post their afters, post everything they've achieved and no yeah. before. I think part of the journey is people do want to see the start point because people need almost because not. Perhaps it is part of diet culture, but generally how people's brains process things is they like to see the definitive start and the definitive end, even if you're not promoting a diet, if that makes sense. Um, and yeah, I, you know, I, I think I would agree. I think people often resonate with the before picture, like, oh, I look, kind, you know, and that's why you have, like, we always put up a variety of people who, like, you know, maybe someone hasn't even, they don't even look any different, but we'd put a before and after up and we'd write, like, what they achieved during the time that they worked with us. And someone might have a huge difference. But, and, and it's usually people that are like, oh, I resonate with this person 
like and it's often there before photo because like that's what I look like now and this like these are similar results as what I could get and I get your point before which is that you know you can never say you would get those results like it's achievable for some people in some situations but you don't know what life stresses they have their genetic hand you know th their availability to the gym to food etc cetera, etc cetera. but there is that like ability to to achieve something like that and it's that I guess more like a changeable mindset rather than this fixed mindset outlook yeah I, I completely appreciate that in from my, my on my perspective because I'm my biggest passion is to get people moving outside of for reasons outside of aesthetic it's not even something that would cross my mind and that's 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 purely my thing that that's yeah. that's why I, I don't do it and do you think that i'm uh, sorry and i don't think you do but do you like do you think you could build a big like um i guess client base off no like no physical changes no, well, no, you're talking about physical change, obviously, but I mean, like, no aesthetic before and after is, like, how do you promote a programme? Do you think, do I think people would stay with me? Yeah, I do. Not stay with you initially, like, because I think, I mean, all of oh, my clients stay with me because of the other things outside of how they look and how much weight they've lost. But I think getting them in. I think it's a lot harder without... I think it's a lot harder without um, without promoting the aesthetic results, 100%. I think if I was in a larger body, I'm going to be honest, I wouldn't be able to promote. I wouldn't be able to get or promote as much. I think people, because we, are, we live in a judgmental society, so I think people think, oh, it's okay for her. If, if I still train with her, I remember back in the day, um, clients who are still training with me now would be like, oh, I want to train with that one because I want to look like her. That is everything I am against, right? Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, oh my God, like this, this, no, this can't be happening. So do I think, so So I think in some ways I have it slightly easier. Um, but do I, th I think there are slowly, we are transitioning to a place where people are, wanting to start moving for the sake of moving yeah i think the difficulty i'll be entirely transparent that is with the messaging is how do you communicate that to an audience and because it is almost on, like a moral a dilemma. Platform that is a visual platform yeah yeah, yeah that, that's the biggest thing and it's a moral dilemma because it's you know I'll, as i said like just speaking personally how like hopefully for emma as well how we work with people is, is on all those health behavior habits all those other things that lead to potentially aesthetic goals even though we work with people without any aesthetic goals but at the same time we you're in an industry that is based on aesthetics to a certain degree well, and that so is part of the beast isn't it the the way i get out of this moral dilemma and why i don't have an issue with using transformation photos and things is that like i see it as like you're basically like casting that and bringing them in yes i knew you knew you were gonna and then you've got the opportunity and then i'm gonna and then i'm gonna fix them yeah, yeah and then i'm like psych we're not actually doing a really restrictive meal plan i'm gonna teach you about nutrition and this and this and this yeah. and the same is true for you if someone was like i'm gonna train with her because she's what i want to look like and you're like oh my god that's not what i'm about but that's your opportunity to open their minds to actually 
there's so much more benefit to exercise than just it. It's kind of like when on Instagram, you want to post something really, really important and you think, okay, I'm just going to put up that absolute thirst trap because then. Yeah. First big Thursday is today. That first is big what it Thursday. is. We've done a thirst trap in so long. I'm, I'm really, really... We're, we're all going to be looking out for each other. I feel like I, I don't <laughs> have any. That's how, that's, I just haven't been anywhere. I have a question. Go on. When you sort of say that, that you know, like you, you've had sort of people who have said like about they want to train with that person because they want to look like that person, etc. Yeah. And you were like, oh, my God, I would just like to know at what stage in your sort of fitness career did you le- like have you always known all of this? Have you always sort of appreciated those problems or was there something that taught you that? Because obviously for me, like I've said, it was conversations with certain people. And yeah. after I'd had a transformation at what stage in your journey have like did you actually figure all of this stuff out so great question so for me it's always been a really really slow gradual process i never ever so at the right at the beginning of my journey i was all about lifestyle right so i was never ever i've categorically never done the macro thing i've never done the fitness pal thing so it was never that massive change so where I was problematic was the more about, oh, we're going to get creative with our food. We're going to do this, you know, instead of, in, I was more into the, like, we're going to get, we're going to eat cleaner, you know? I Not was chocolate-grated on avocado. Cleaner eater. But like, mate, you've literally just smashed like a jar of peanut butter, a, a jar of like, do you know what I mean? I was all about that. Like you can have, have the darker chocolate, have this. And then at some point I started realizing "Mm, this ain't really doing anything for me. This charcoal ain't doing anything for me. I want the good stuff. And I, so, so do you know what I mean? But I was never the aggressive, you're going to do 1,500, 1,700. I was never into calorie counting, but I did have, I was into, I was into eating a certain way. So I was problematic in itself, just in a very, in a different way. Okay. In the kind of milder, in the way that the non-diet way, which is still a diet, mm-hmm. makes yeah. sense. I am um, diet, but it's still a diet kind of way. So I have a question, and I really hope this doesn't come across as like really stupid on my part, but I'd quite like to be educated here. So when we talk about skinny privilege, like I kind of get the, this concept, but mm-hmm. is it still privilege? if you've worked hard to get there or if you're working hard to maintain it and I mean I don't like the word skinny but I know that I mean slim whatever in a a, like socially so when we when we say things like the the privilege when we say things about privilege it doesn't really have anything to do with um things you're what you're doing or hard work or just what we're talking about when we say someone has thin privilege, we're talking about the the issues they face on a day-to-day basis. So if someone has thin privilege, if someone has thin privilege, they're not, if if someone is someone in a larger body who doesn't have thin privilege is facing a lot of different issues than someone who has thin privilege. So the biggest argument I always get from people who, who are slightly confused by what we mean is that, oh, but I still, I still face a lot of criticism for being skinny, right? I still face a lot of criticism when I had an eating disorder. And I'm like, we're not, we're not saying you didn't. 
but you're not facing as a society, you're not facing those issues. You're not facing the issues in terms of you're not getting, you're not getting, you're not, you're not getting refused a job. You're not getting refused a seat on the plane, on a train. Um, if someone is, so, so your question is if someone works for it, do they still have thin privilege? Well, yeah, more just because like the definition of privilege is something that's granted or available to a particular person or group yeah which makes it sound fixed okay so i completely understand white privilege you're born that way but you're not born a certain body type and that is changeable and obviously there are it's harder for some people and it would be easier to maintain that body for other people and i think that's what it's that's where that i think that's it that it's it's easier for some people easier for some harder for some and that's where we have the socio-economic factors that come in as well. So it's not just about um, where a lot of people start getting confused or mixed up is that they start saying, oh, anyone can do that. Anyone can just eat less. Well, it's, it's a lot easier for some people to eat less or to eat well than it is in other areas, in other areas of the world, right? Or even just where we live. It's, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot it's not it's not it's not cheap to eat well if that makes sense it's not mm. not everyone everyone says oh everyone's got the time or everyone can just go for a run i would feel a lot easier going for a run with my size i go for a run in my size and i still get shouted at by a man in a van right let alone knowing that women or men who are in a larger body the amount of abuse they must get on the street they don't deserve that. You can say that that's still a choice, but it's not exactly easy, right? Mm. I think it comes down to that. So yes, everyone has a chance to change their body, but a lot of us have a lot more of that chance and a lot more of that opportunity to change our bodies if we want to. Yeah. Does that at all make sense? No, no, yeah, I completely like, couldn't agree more with that. Yeah, I just wondered... Yeah, because I think whenever I see privilege, I, I sort of think of the example of like white privilege and it, it isn't really quite the same because as much as it, it, it is genuinely harder, a lot harder for some people, it is still a changeable thing. And I think that's that's the issue I have with a lot of these things is that we're almost creating barriers for people. But the barriers are already there. They're already but there. We, and that's I think we enforce them by saying... like barriers are already there. Well, the, there's, I, I would say that but you can still be empowered that there is something you can do like no matter how um like how many barriers you have up against you there is still something you can do if you want to not saying that anyone has to or should feel the pressure to even but if, if, even you if, want even to. if i know but even if they even if it means that they might be getting attacked even if it means that they might do you know what i mean or even if a disabled person can't have access to the gym even if a plus size person can't really get access to a sports bra, I, 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 how, how is that even fair? Yeah. So I, I see it like that. It's interesting because we've spoken about lots of problematic messaging because I, I, I know we briefly spoke about this on message band, but um, how you feel about representation in, in the fitness industry as well and potentially where the pitfalls are, what people can do in terms of elevating other voices that may not have as much reach as them because it is fairly able-bodied and um, representative of certain body shapes, isn't it, a lot of the time? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, 
do I think it's getting better? Maybe, maybe. Um, there's the other thing where a lot of people get very upset when brands kind of jump on the bandwagon, but then you, you kind of think, well then, so, so what is the right thing to do then? So you're upset if they do something, you're upset if they don't do something, what is, what is the answer? Yeah. Because I've seen that a lot. I've seen, you, you, you see that with Gymshark and first people are ro rolling their eyes like, oh, uh, but then, so what do you want? What do you genuinely want? I think they just want consistency, right? But I don't know. Again, they would have got criticized was, whatever they did, whenever they did it. That was crazy. That was, yeah. That it, was... Did, it, it made me quite like sad because I did feel like the industry had come some way, but for some of those comments under that. Interesting. Absolutely. It's like, it's like, I always think, no, people can't think like that. Like yeah. they can't mm. think like that. They can't, even if you, even if you, for example, even if you disagree with certain things, you're like, yeah, that, that's just about being a good, a, an awful human <laughs> and just, yeah. and just going about your day. Yeah. There's no way you, you can say that stuff. We live amongst you because that is terrifying. It's mind blowing. Yeah. Like it's it absolutely mind blowing. And it's, and it's just, it's, like I, I, I sort of, you know, I followed that the whole Gymshark thing very closely, and it's because I've, I've had like a few conversations with them and stuff about about things and about what their like priorities are and what their ethoses are, and it's really interesting to see like like the level of, it, it's it's kind of the marrying up of that level of cynicism in the idea that people do not want to believe that anyone can genuinely change their mind or can do anything that is anything other than performative if it's in the direction of something that isn't you know like oh they must be doing it for more followers they must be doing it because they want to create controversy to sell more stuff and like whatever you think about that the 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 fact that those comments were in the thread is exactly the justification of why a company like Gymshark should be doing things like that because that's the only way that people like that will ever be challenged and, and this, that's the sad fact we can't overstate and the comments kind of kind of prove why they probably haven't done it up until now because mm. they think actually people are going to get upset whereas i i would just sit back and assume who's going to get upset over that like yeah, why wouldn't yeah, you be doing that why would it well, every though, brand be doing this yeah, and it, it, we can't not say, because unfortunately it was, which is another question I'd like to ask you, is a lot of those comment, comments were from guys as well. I didn't I didn't see any of those hateful, disgusting comments from no, other women. It is a lot from men. It is a lot. But from women them. can be awful as well. Oh, oh no, I know that, but like, I'm just saying. So, and, and also towards each other, which is, like, awful to see. But, mm. yeah. So feminism in fitness. Well, it's just about girl power, isn't it? Supporting each other, even if you're wrong. Supporting each other. Yeah. <laughs> ma ma massive, massively problematic uh, feminism in fitness, in my eyes. Um, they back in the day, you, you still have, you still have, you still have the women who think, who, who are still arguing that feminism is about uplifting, but it's not, it's really, really not about that. It's really, really not just about supporting your mates who are fucking problematic. There are a lot of big time influencers out there who are all about, yeah, I'm here about, you know, about diversity, about, and honestly, I've openly spoken to a lot of them. who are all about diversity, all about, you know, Black Lives Matter. And I'm like, mate, 
your best mate who you hang out with is the biggest problem. And they're like, um, no, no, but she means, well, you, you can't do that. You cannot be okay with that. And if you want to be friends with that person, in my eyes, just don't fucking post a black square. Fine. Just don't do, you can't say one thing and do another. When someone is directly profiting off a movement that you say you're supporting and directly taking away from marginalized people and has built a whole business on a movement that's got nothing to do with them and you're sitting there going preach underneath their post that's not okay i feel that's- like there's a story here but yeah no, i do i do there's, there's just so many and they all know <laughs> who they are that's the thing they know they know so they can pretend that they don't know but they know and they they are uncomfortable with it themselves and it's like this moral dilemma of do i still want to be mates with my mate who's going to help me with her 600k followers 700k followers her half a million followers do I openly say behind their back that mm, it's a bit problematic and still continue to support their posts? Or do I want to help marginalized people? No, you want that fucking paycheck. That's what you want. You want your Instagram. You want your Instagram followers. So that isn't feminism. You can't call that supporting other women. Feminism is just about supporting all women. It's about supporting the women who, or, who don't have that blue tick. It's about supporting the women whose posts don't get even seen on social media because they're shadow banned. Because anytime they post something which is slightly revealing, Instagram bars them. It's about supporting disabled women, trans women, not just your mate. So that's the biggest issue I have with feminism. And if someone like me calls it out, I feel like I get a lot more stick than if a male who parodies them or creates kind of like a satirical thing about them, they that's almost okay than when a woman does it because with a woman you're just a fucking hater you're an ugly fucking hater right sorry i'm just laughing because it's just yeah very it's like oh you're just bitter you're ugly you're whatever i'm like okay mate cool i'm ugly great bye cool but i I do feel like that happens a lot with women it's interesting here because obviously you know this is a side that we don't experience that. That's our male privilege. You know, we don't, we don't experience this. <laughs> All progressive. Look at me. Um, no, no. Cause I, I am aware of that, but what I am also conscious about, cause this is something that we've discussed on the podcast before is, you know, I find sometimes as a man that wants to support women, because there are a lot of women in the industry that I'm fans of that communicate a message that I, I really believe in. And, you know, they're educating the masses because they deserve to be there. It's, sometimes seen if you're vocal about that virtue signaling virtue signaling or yeah. having an ulterior motive <laughs> slide 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 <laughs> yeah would you post enough pictures of your wife mate do i post enough pictures of your wife she features enough i don't know do okay. i i'm sure Dan's worry, sure Dan's getting Dan's worried now the least creepy person in the yeah bit exactly that was a joke. I know well, what you mean. Dan, I'm a sensitive flower. I will dissect that. <laughs> he will sit up all night thinking, but maybe there was an element of truth in that. Oh, bless you. No, no, no. I'm just saying, I literally sit up all night. Just, I actually have a section about 10 years. So it's just <laughs> overthinking. Um, there was nothing in that. 
um i know what you mean it is it is difficult like is is this just the another white guy being holier than thou <laughs> here's what the white guys want wants to say um how do you do it how do you do it how how do, how, how, how do we become better allies you give the mic over to the woman who needs to speak you help okay. i think i think we do all right with that i think we're, yeah. we're fairly good at shutting our mouths and yeah, they've even Thanks. got a token girl on their podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because we are raving misogynists. Yeah, Emma's our auditor to make sure we don't get too laddy because we are the laddiest people. Yeah, lads, lads, lads. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm more of a lad. <laughs> no, because it's um, also, you know, I think the, the, the female voices we all speak about, are, I don't want to say it's like... They're there to tick boxes because we got quite a little bit, bit of flack, didn't we? For the we did a charity event earlier in the year, and someone made a bit of a comment about Ooh. not having enough women there. But no, it was di- it was diversity. We we had a so we basically we had loads of panels. We had like fifteen different talks, um, and someone had posted a thing from one of the talks, and we'd reposted it on a on a on a on a post or something, and someone had commented under the post. Oh, it's interesting to see. Could you not have found any people of of color or something for the you know for this? And it happened to be that one of the panels that we did had been all white women, I think, pretty much apart from me and you, Dan. And but we had throughout the yeah, whole but event. I just like to say all. There was what four, five, maybe six people on the whole panel. Like yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't like we had hundreds yeah, yeah, of people yeah, and yeah. they were all exactly. white. And even when it is six people, even when it is five people, people do, we, we expect it. But I think the, the, that, the, it's about taking it into consideration. Doesn't matter how many people there yeah, are. Yeah, and I, we, I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. Like yeah. I think you know, I think diversity is really important. I think there was there was two things that upset me about the comment. One was that they'd not looked at the event; they'd looked at one specific panel on the event. Like there were lots, there were lots of panels where we had no white people on you know on the panel like cool like and i'm not i'm not saying look how great we are we didn't choose anyone based on anything other than they were people who we know who we think are great voices in the industry um and i think also it was a bit like on you know on my part like you know dan's middle east and i'm middle east and it was kind of the idea that you know it's not like i don't consider myself to be yeah you know yeah exactly And, and i think if you don't look like really super you know ethnic people assume that you are white and I think that like sometimes I think we should necessarily be thinking about people who are looking for things to to you know to not attack because it's not an attack at the end of the day but sometimes it's like criticized can't you just listen could you just listen to a talk and listen to the information without trying to make it into a an argument about something that isn't isn't even an issue within that panel because you know as far as we're concerned there was diversity on that panel well we had two comments about women as well didn't we we had emma and amelia it was the commenting about the pictures yeah about oh yeah but that Um, was from other women wasn't it yeah Yeah. looks like a great event but it really annoys me when women pose with their hands up in their hair it was because of the the infographic so I'm all about the diversity. And if someone's getting upset with you guys about that, I'm like, sit with that. That's fine for you to be upset. If someone's getting upset with your hands underneath your, under your head, you need to fuck off, mate, and get a life. Get a job. Get a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get a job. Get a job. 
but mm. I mean, I, I can see both sides of it. Like, I think diversity is obviously really important. But like Mike was saying, like, I also think, and even from like, even if it was like, oh, we want Emma to talk because there's no girls on the panel. No, no, I want you to want me to talk because I'm the best at talking about that topic. Or like, because you want to hear what I say about that topic. Shouldn't matter that I'm a girl or not. Like, that's that's how we picked the the, I guess, the speakers on that panel. So there's so there's so the argument a lot that argument comes up a lot in diversity where people will be like oh it's not about color it's about whoever's best for the job and that's just not good enough in my opinion that's because we don't necessarily know who's best for the job among the diverse people because we that's awful right yeah. that's yeah. fucking awful that we don't know who's best for the job among the it's awful that you only know you me everyone it's awful that we are go-tos are people that look pretty much the same as us, right? That's that's our problem. Yeah. So everyone can say, I think people can say, people can argue that, oh, I just want the person who's best for the job. Why don't, there's, there's gotta be other people who are good for the job, right? It shouldn't be that we only know those five people. We, should, we need to be better at that. Do you, like, I, lots of interesting people on the podcast. So we can yeah, and I, other events. <laughs> I think it is interesting because it's kind of like as well. Um, I don't know, like if we were taught, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. It's terrible when I try and think on the fly because I start thinking and I go into lots of cul-de-sacs of dead ends and then I don't really know what I'm trying to say. So I'm just going to slowly back away. Because <laughs> well, we have been nattering away for a long time and we've covered loads. The story I wanted Ben to share was um, one I actually heard on another podcast. What? And that I'm, I'm going to ask you coded and hope that you desperately hope you know what I'm talking about so I don't have to tell the story about a certain... Um, a certain something that women do when they're not happy. What podcast? What, what the podcast I was talking about? It was definitely you speaking. What peeing on dick? <laughs> I wouldn't have put it in those words, but what? If you... basically, when people went a lot of, a lot of, I can't believe we're bringing this up. Well, it's a, it was new to me. It was totally new. I didn't know it existed, and I thought you know it'd be a good close on the podcast. Um. Oh. God, mate, guys, lockdown three might be happening. Lockdown two, lockdown three, I don't know what. No, it was basically, I was talking about something where I'd heard, and it came up in the podcast, where a lot of women, when they come and they squirt, are actually just pissing on men. Are you guys shocked? <gasps> we can, I've heard it. I just wanted to see my, my, out of it, you out want, in my mind. You I want to invite me back? Reaction. Take it away from fitness to. <laughs> I'm just seeing my GMC registration flash before my eyes, and I'm just like, it's just going to sink away from this. Yeah. Concept. So, 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 wait. Mike's the doctor, right? Yeah. Why would you? Th why would they care? You so so Mike's no 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 Mike's the doctor, so he can give us the actual. Is this true? So a lot of it's piss. I don't know if it's true. What do you mean you don't know? You're a doctor, you know. I mean, people don't tend to chat about that to their GPs. <laughs> Yeah, but don't you know, like, what's the bodily function, babe? Are we pissing or are we, it, when we're squirting or what are we doing? <laughs> Where did this go? <laughs> oh, oh, I think, is. guys, I think we've run out of time. Oh, as if that's what? not been answered on Google. No, but a lot of it, I think, so I think, so a lot of women are just pissing 
Some women are doing a combination of both. Either so way, you, I don't care. Just so do you think him. when, like... Piss on him. Piss yeah. on him. Hashtag piss on him. <laughs> Did you think when girls are faking, they're like, I'll just take a piss? Yeah. A little <laughs> there's a little left. There's a little bit left. Piss on his dick. That's, that's fantastic. I so I'm literally like, going to be known as the person who goes to every podcast and talks about pissing. No, do you know what? I, genuinely, I loved everything we covered because it's good to get debate on health. Debate's healthy. I think it's needed. Um, it's definitely important for us to see other people's opinions on things because especially on the diversity side of stuff, there's stuff that I don't necessarily, I try to think about, but I could do better. Like there's stuff <clears> I, <don't throat> I could do better. Um, sorry to interrupt, but I found an answer. <clears throat> A combination of both. One of the biggest questions surrounding squirting is whether the mysterious fluid produced is simply urine. In one study in 2014, a sample of women were asked to go to the loo prior to sexual activity and undertake an ultrasound scan to prove their bladders were empty. After the women became sexually excited, they were given a second ultrasound, which showed their bladders refilled significantly. Finally, a third scan showed they'd squirted revealed Oh, it showed after they'd squirted, revealed empty bladders again, suggesting the liquid they'd released came from this, this source and was likely pee. So we're all just peeing on men. Great, yep. love it. Mark yep. territory, people. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to actually do this in the other way because I know you're going on to doing some exciting study as well, Ben. Oh, yeah. Oh, that sounds so I'm just really overwhelmed and stressed at the moment. I am excited. Oh, really? I'm just literally can't really handle doing another. I just why? Why am I going back to study? I've start. I've started a master's in psychotherapy, um, just because I think I think there's a natural fit. I think in I think in the future that it will be. I don't think you'll be able to become a personal trainer without going into the therapy side of things. I just think it's absolutely impossible. I think. I think most of the work we do with our clients, most of the people who think they want these results and then either they think they want the results and and they're getting the results and then they're still not happy or they're not getting the results and it's got nothing to do with willpower or motivation or not knowing what to eat or drink. It's generally about some underlying issue, some trauma. I think it's just also, I just think it's all really, really interesting. And I think it's where kind of the future of fitness will go to. So yeah, I've so is with is fitness in mind? Then you're you're moving over and doing a bit more of that. So oh. I'm so I I think I'm I think I will. It will be a combination of both at some point in my life, and then maybe with the with the potential of in the near future, maybe I just go down that route. Who knows? I don't think there's any harm in just education. No, absolutely not. Um, and if our listeners do want to find out more about you, and as you said, sometimes you can be bothered, sometimes you can't, but they do want to find out about you, where can they go, Ben? Just Ben Hass across all social media. Excellent. It's literally just Instagram and Twitter. I pretend like it's all everywhere. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I don't, I've heard Twitter is the fourth dimension of hell. I don't go anywhere near it these days. I really like it. I don't use it, but I do like it. Because there's I, no photos. I right. like Twitter. So I I'm, love I'm, Twitter. I, I I just don't like with Instagram a lot of the time I just don't have a photo to post so I can't post so that's another big part of it I don't actually have I'll have the words but I won't have the post um whereas Twitter you can just chat shit 
without anything so <laughs> yeah. oh thank you so much for your time thank and you. also i've just absolutely loved that i feel yeah, like that was brilliant thank you so much questioned my own beliefs and yeah was really useful thank you thank you thanks for having me guys please do come back and if all of our listeners have enjoyed this please subscribe let us know what you thought of the episode I'm and all that jazz angry <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out anyway um, we are going to end in the usual fashion bye 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 bye, bye.